Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another edition of the Let's Go Ricky Rowe podcast. Welcome, I'm Beth Duran, joined by Ricky Romero. We're inside his man cave in Southern California. We're going to take the show on location. Today's episode is about spring training. Now, Ricky, you played for the Toronto Blue Jays. You got drafted what year? 05. 05, right out of Cal State Fullerton. You just won the national championship. You were the sixth pick overall in that draft. Mm -hmm. You sign a contract, and then they say what? You, you, I flew to Toronto, you signed the signing bonus contract, and uh, you come to terms. Because when I flew there, we hadn't come to terms. Oh. Um, I didn't know what the hell was going on, you know? I mean, like I said, I was all, I was on cloud nine. You're a millionaire, right? Well, not officially, not yet, but I was going to be. And when I got there, they're like, hey, we're going to offer you this amount of money. You want? Are you going to take it? And I looked at my mom and dad, and we were in the hotel room, and I was like, "Listen, we came from nothing. I'm taking this. I'm not going to sit there and and be greedy and try and, and get an extra whatever amount." You know, um, obviously, the rumblings were that um, after I signed that, they're like, "You could have gotten more," but I was like, "You know what? Whatever." But you don't know? you have like a agent or who do, who negotiates? Not you, right? No, the agent. They're not calling your dad like, "Hey." No, no, no. And they're calling you. They're letting you know, hey, this is the amount of money that we're going to offer you. This is our final offer. Because it's different now. Now There's slots now. There's slots. So it's like if you get picked third, this is what you're getting. This is what you're getting. But back then, if you can negotiate. Because yeah. I remember, was it Luke Hochaver wanted $10 million one year? Yeah. Pryor wanted a bunch of money. And then he went back into the draft. Yeah. And, and so you could do that. But you... I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to go out and... and, and fulfill my dream so you sign I played a little bit of short season ball and then part of my contract was you get an invite to big league spring training I don't think teams do that as much anymore but um, you you negotiated that where it's like yeah okay yeah yeah and 
I've never felt so out of place in a clubhouse. You know, when you walk into a big league clubhouse for the first well, time because ever. you go short season, which is everybody's a rookie guy yeah, who just yeah, signed. Yeah, yeah, you're in Florida. Most of them. Uh, we were in yeah in New York or for short season, you're. but I ended up in Dunedin, and you know, it's still some older guys, but none of those guys have reached the big leagues yet. Okay. And so the next year, <clears throat> in 2006, I show up early and. Because there's yeah. a thing called pitchers and catchers report. That's where just yeah. you guys and that's yeah. it. So you were invited, right? Invited. So you're not on the roster. You're no. not on the team, but you're allowed. Like to I knew team. I was gonna get sent down. There was no chance of me making the team. I knew it all. Okay. Like it's, it's like a reward kind of, or like a way. Yeah, to show probably. You. Yeah, it was like a way to say like, hey man, congrats. Uh, I'm being the, the our first pick. This is what it's like. To show you the world. Okay. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, you walk into that clubhouse, it's Roy Halladay, A.J. Burnett had just signed that big deal with Toronto. So the, you know, it was like the city was buzzing or the team was buzzing. Um, Benji Molina was the start. Uh, they had just signed him, too. They made a lot of Good big dude. signings. Yeah, he was probably one of the nicest guys that uh, that approached me when I got there. When, he, when, when I met him the first time, he came up to me and he was like, he's like, oh, Ricky Romero, Cal State Fullerton, huh? And I was like, because he played for the Angels. For the Angels, yeah. So he's like, we heard a lot about you guys, obviously being there. So he was awesome, obviously in Spanish, and 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 um, um, it was him. Uh, my locker mate was remember James Baldwin, pitcher. For, yeah, for the who Dodgers. pitched for like thirty teams or so. <laughs> for the Dodgers, he was like, and the White Sox. Yeah, so he was like my locker mate. He was right next to me. Casey Jansen, I think, was. Yeah, we were all like in the same area. Ben Weber was part of that team. Former Angel. Former crazy Angel. Crazy. number 77. I've never seen somebody cuss so much <laughs> after releasing a pitch as much as I, I, was, I saw uh, him. Independently, guys. But you know you know what? Yeah, and it was just veterans like that. BJ Ryan. Um, um, I'm trying and you're to, what? 20, Scott Schoenweiss. 21, 22? Yeah, I'm, I'm 21. I had just turned 21 in November. So it was, yeah, it was a few months into 21. And... It was just such a different, different, different atmosphere, and and you kind of don't know what to expect because you don't. You're like, okay, how how does this work? It's like, and you're looking. So what do you around. do? You just walk in. You're a bit of a deer in headlights because nobody's telling you like like Roy Halladay ain't gonna come up to you and say, hey, uh, this is what we do around here. You kind of gotta figure it out on your own, and you gotta figure it out quick. Wait, hold, okay. Troy Gloss was part of that okay. team. He was kind of he was a little bit different. Like he yeah. was kind of uh, like. Not very social. <laughs> that's what his angels. Well, I'll, I'll be nice. That's what it. his angels teammates would say about him when they won the World <laughs> Series. He was just different. Yeah. UCLA guy. All right, let me take take me back here. Now I'm thinking, is it like the first day of school? Pretty much, yeah. It's a, but you're. But like, everyone knows, like they're like, oh, there he is. Like, but at the same time, they're like, we really don't care who he is. Like Roy Halladay did not give a shit about who I was. They can't help me right now. So it's like the first day of school at a brand, and you don't know anybody. Yeah, yeah, and AJ Burnett is coming off whatever eighty, ninety million dollar contract he just signed. He doesn't care about the six picked overall, you know. Nobody does. Like Ted Lilly was on that team. Like I said, just veteran, veteran after, after and veteran. they don't care about you. No. Right, so you're gonna go to spring training. Where did you stay? Like, what do you do? Well, I had to play. I actually um, like nobody tells you this stuff, right? No, 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 there, no. Is there like a team hotel for you? No, something? I ended up, um, Justin Miller, who was part Rest of the Blue Jays. High. He was part of the Blue Jays the prior year. I don't think that year he was in camp, or he might have been hurt. I'm not, I, I forget, but he sold me his place. Okay. He was nice enough, like, he came up to me, he's like, hey, man, I'm selling my place. If you want to buy it, it'd be a great investment for you. You know, obviously, um, um, you're going to spend okay. probably a lot of, uh, um, a long time, you're going to stay here a long time, and we're moving into a house. 
I said, yeah, boom. So I bought it. Ted Lilly lived next to me. He ended up selling it to Casey Jansen. So we were... Um, okay, so you had somewhere to go. Somewhere All to right. go, yeah. I had somewhere to go. I had no mattress, no TV, no nothing. So when I showed up, <laughs> I slept on the carpet. Like, it was literally a carpet. And uh, and that was it. Because my car had not gotten there. All my stuff was packed with the with all my stuff and then the furniture I was just gonna go buy so yeah man it was it was Cause you were so excited to play baseball mm-hmm. you didn't think about being an adult no no but I was like I can't ship a bet from here well you can but I was like it'll be easier if I just go to a furniture store and buy everything and furnish this place <laughs> so yeah I was thinking I stepped on a carpet with like no pillow and no blanket I don't think because you, you just have your luggage yeah you know? and, and I passed out and I so woke. you didn't think about that I just knew the car was going to get there, like, okay. like the day after I showed up. So my car ended up showing up. So I had some blankets and, and stuff. But like that's that. the thing: like, you just don't. You're 21. They don't teach you this. No, no, like, no, nobody. They, because a few because months, because the easiest thing is like they have a hotel for you, a team hotel. But you don't want to stay at the hotel and have a mom. roommate. And I said, hey, I bought my own place. It's my place. It's not like I'm renting it or because sometimes it's mandatory. They're like, oh, since it's, oh. since it's your place, it's like your residency. Then yeah, you go ahead and, and do whatever you but want to say. A few months before that, you were living at Fullerton with how many guys? Three. <laughs> yeah. Paying for rent with a cashier's check. Yeah. No, with a money order from money 7-11. order from Seven Eleven. Yeah. And now you now it's amazing how your life. Yeah. Has now overnight. now you're you're dealing. It's not just I thought it was just like oh who do I give the cash to to buy this place. <laughs> You're giving a mortgage payment. You did not you say. Make, wait, you did not say. Who do I give the cash uh, to? The I mean, let's just get it over with. And a real estate agent, and then you're signing all these papers. It was crazy, man. And then, but yeah, it's just the reality of it. As a young kid, you know, you just don't know. Yeah, I mean, getting cable, getting internet, you know, having to call yourself. You know, nothing's being done for you. You had no credit. No, no, that's the other thing. You yeah. had no credit. You're when a millionaire I, yeah, when on I, paper, but when no credit. I, when I bought my first car, yeah, they're like, oh, this guy has, you have no credit. They even called and they're like, well, you, can you speak to my financial advisor? And then he spoke to him, told him who I was and what I did. And so they were like, call me right away. They really leave you guys out there with nothing. Yeah. There, there really should be like a big I mean, you, you, yeah, helping you guys out. You learn. I'm sure now it's different, man. Yeah. It, it's got to be different nowadays. And I hope so. And um, I hope there's a more... Sick, uh, first rounder sleeping on the floor but yeah i just remember like those those spring training days where i was stretching and i'd look around and i was like well, troy gloss i mean shoot he just won a world series with the angels oh. and um scott Schoenweiss was with the angels yeah. for a long time too so I was, it was kind of surreal to be part of that james baldwin watching him with the dodgers i was like even though he wasn't a big name in that camp he was, in, he was a roster invitee i was like this guy's talking to me like i'm just a normal dude well wait these guys are normal dudes, you know. I think that's the biggest thing. And, and I remember, um, what was it? My first outing didn't go well. I think I gave up back-to-back home runs to the Philadelphia Phillies, to Victorino and somebody else. I forget the other guy. What's his name? Uh, Welcome to the show. His Yeah, like right away. And then... Matt Stairs. No, okay. Ro- Robertson was his last name. I forget his first name. Um, drawing blank right now. But yeah, so it was like boom, boom, and I was like, whoa. So then my last outing there before I got sent down, I faced the Detroit Tigers, and I remember striking out Carlos Pena. Okay. And Jason Phillips was my catcher. Okay. That game, and he was like, hey man, like you know, you just struck out a, a big league all star. I think he was an all star at the time, and um, and I was like, oh, like yeah, that's cool, like, <laughs> you know. But like all the, everything happened so fast yeah. at first camp that i just didn't know what to do what to react like how to react so um but you knew where to go you weren't late 
No, I wasn't late. All right. What time no. did you have to get there? The first day. I mean, I was always pretty good. I'm, I'm, I'm a. Yeah, you're I'm crazy about like making sure I'm on time. You know, I like to be there early. I'd rather be safe than sorry. So I always just made sure I like. I was there. I wasn't being right holiday though. I mean, yeah, no you get there like at five in the morning. Right? Yeah, yeah. And right, I so think one year, one day, AJ showed up at four thirty to beat him on purpose and. I don't. I don't think have, uh, Doc was happy about that. <laughs> That's just the the way he worked. But like I said, it, it, it was it was crazy. So man. you pull up to the facility, right, in Dunedin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's like a security guard, right? Yeah. And what do you tell? Hey, I'm Ricky Romero. I mean, they give you some kind of like pass. Oh, you have an idea. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so they, they so don't get the idea that hey, you could just show up and be like hey. No, they they give you a pass that that the security needs to okay. see. You, you put it in your car. You walk in the clubhouse. Walk in the clubhouse, well, it was on the minor league side because that's where we would start off and then move over to the big league side, which is further down the street. So I walk in there and it's like everyone's just kind of like looks and I was, you're just like, okay, where's my locker? You start looking around. You obviously know you're not going to be in the beginning. You're going to be somewhere in the back stuck with like number 70 something, you know, and, and I looked around, found it, boom. What number? I don't even remember. 70, 70 something, I think. 70 something? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just, like I said, it was it was different. But, but you're not walking out. What's up, guys? No chance. I'm here, bro. No. All right, let's go. I'm what not. up, Roy? I knew, I, <laughs> I knew my place, man. I knew but my place. But have guys ever done that? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I mean. The Savior is here. Yeah, no, but as 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 spring training went along, like every every year, it just got easier and easier. Yeah. But the first time, yeah, it's, it's obviously different. In 09, when I made the team... I was, you know, I had just gotten added to the 40-man roster, and I knew I was had a chance to break with the team. But there was also a big possibility that I was going to start in AAA, oh. and I didn't do myself any favors because I struggled right off the right off the the get-go, and and then I did a little tinkering to my mechanics, and um, the, which the pitching coaches there at the time had a lot to do with it, and we cleaned some stuff up, and next thing you know, I took off, and it was it was like. All right, we're going to give you one more outing. And if it doesn't go well, then they're going to send you down. Deal. Boom. Okay, one more. And I remember we went to Sarasota to play the Reds. They were there at the time. And I think I went like six innings. Deal. Shunked. Okay, one more. And then we go to Kissimmee where the Houston Astros were at the time. And absolutely, I think I threw like seven shut piece in spring training to try and make the team. And that was that was the game, I think, because I had bases loaded. I still remember. I had bases loaded. In that game, and I got out of it with no runs. And Cito Gaston, when he called me into the office to call me up, he said, "You know what did it for me? That outing in that situation because you were so calm." And I was like, "Yeah, man. I mean, I told myself if they score one run, fine. But they score none, even better, you know. But I wasn't gonna bear down." And he and he's like, "You know, little things like that that you don't think they they're watching, but they are watching, especially with somebody trying to make the team." And that was special, you know, when you get called in and. I mean, I didn't know what to expect because it's like, okay, well, you did well, but you need to work on some stuff. Let's send you to AAA. But it was cool. Like, like I said, it, it, when when they call you in and 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 they tell you that you made the team, it was you know a special moment. But like I said, it was it took a lot of work. You know, I, I was invited to camp the, my first time ever in 2006, and then in seven and eight, I wasn't. I was going to minor league camp because you know they were, you already knew. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were just showing up for 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 minor league camp, and you're part of the minor league process you know and then in uh in 09 you know you're part you're on the 40 man so you automatically are invited to camp but you have to prove yourself when you made the team that year in 09 you said you thought you 
there's a chance of you going to the minor. Oh, yeah. So how do they tell you you made it to the big leagues? Well, they call you into the office. They, you know, it's either a yes or a no, pretty much, you know, and sat me down and he's like, hey, man, like, congrats, you've made the team. Wow. Boom, let's go. Call your, they're like, call your mom and dad and tell them to book their tickets to Toronto because they're starting game whatever it was, you know, game you're four. You're a starter. Yeah. So you're in game four, you're going to Toronto. Yeah, and Didn't we were in a four-game series against the Detroit Tigers, I think, that year, yeah. See, that, that's cool. That's great. But what happened to your car? Oh, I mean, they 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 take care of that. They 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 ship all the cars. So when you're a big leaguer, they ship it for you. Oh yeah, they had. They, well, I mean, you still pay for it, but they give it. They have a truck, and they're like, "Hey, what you're, about when you're in the minor leagues?" They they the Blue, the Blue Jays. I mean, I gotta give it to them. The the clubby right there. Shout out to my boy Bailey Warlow, in the minor league side. He, he does a great job. Okay. Where they would have like, hey, uh, the guy's going to. Where was Triple A? To Syracuse. You're going, uh, there's a truck leaving on this day. The guy's going to New Hampshire. There's a truck going on this day. And the guy's obviously Dunedin's right there. Yeah. Lansing, whatever. Like they, they, they had. So it. what if you put your car going to uh, oh, Syracuse? Oh, it happens. And then, but you, then get you get up. called up? Yeah. It happens, man. So it what ha- do you do? Your car's in one place. You better trust the, cl- uh, the club and the trainer that they're like, hey, my car's getting there. Like, Maybe on an off day, you fly out there and you go pick it up. And no way. Yeah, man. That's when you call the ace. Yeah. That's why you need good friends to just come out there and show up, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's happened a lot where guys get sent one place or they send... Because sometimes they had trucks too, like where you can put your personal belongings. Uh-huh. So like, so you're not ha- carrying all your luggage and clothes and blankets, TVs. Th- like you, they, this big ass, this big ass like truck and you pack it all up and they're like, okay, this stuff is going to New Hampshire and then... It doesn't wait till the rosters are out, so you're kind of gambling. If you're on the bubble, like you, you're gambling big time. Ooh. Yeah. So, so yeah. Some days, like, oh, I made the and there AAA might be some roster. Guys, like, I'm going to Toronto. No, Toronto's different because because you're not if unless you're you're on that big league side, then okay. The clubbies know. The clubbies they, they have a pretty good idea. Yeah. Like the, like well, those guys who get released the last couple of days of spring training. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, See, I, mean, that, I tell you, all that stuff. That, all that stuff is like the worst part, man. Like when you're, when you're, when I was in the minor league side, where you're just like, you're walking, and then like there's a coach outside, and he's like, "All right, you." No, oh, you saw that, huh? Oh yeah, you see it all. You see so, it all. Okay, take me back to when you were you weren't on the forty man roster, like seven, eight. When you know you're gonna go to Triple A, right? No, or Double A. Or Double. Okay, so you get invited to Major League Big League camp, but then. I always see the reports that so-and-so got sent to a minor league camp. What does that mean? So you just, it means you just go back down, you know, and you... And different clubhouse? Yeah. Usually, usually yeah. Different it's food? Not, it's not the same treatment. I don't know how it is now, like I said. But I back then? Yeah. Like, even with the Giants, when I was at the Giants, I went to big league camp. And then when you get sent down, it's like completely different. Clubhouse yeah. smaller. Yeah. Different attitude. Yeah, but like I said, maybe they've changed some stuff up, but it wasn't the nicest clubhouse. <laughs> so when you're in minor league camp, that's when guys are getting released all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So there's just a coach. There's just, a certain period where they start releasing guys. But guy, there's a coach out there like, hey. Yeah. Like and, we then, see and, then, and then you watch the guy pack his locker up crying, and then you're like, you never know, knew what that feeling was till I got released. You know, till, till when the Blue Jays in 2015 said, all right, uh, we're releasing you. And you're like, okay, you're sitting in, you know, when I got released, me, the GM, and then a few other coaches, and you're just like, okay, and you don't know what to think. And then I remember walking down the hallway, and just like, you kind of give yourself a big breath, and you're like, 
and then you start crying because you're like damn like this for me was home for 10 years you know and now i gotta go and pack up this locker in front of some of the guys i know and everyone's like talking talking you walk into the into the clubhouse and then boom quiet and everyone's just i'm like that was in spring training when they released you no it was during season oh during the season i was rehabbing yeah and it just wasn't working out but like when i got released by the giants it was during i was throwing a bullpen getting ready for a start like for i had to just had to start the day the night or the two nights before that went really bad and like i said it's never a good feeling like you feel like i mean you're getting fired pretty much out of your job and coach called me in he's like hey man i've been fighting for you and it just they're gonna move in a different direction i was like no i appreciate it thank you so much and it doesn't hit you till you're cleaning up that locker and I, I was hoping... You I, were in uniform when he told you this? Yeah, yeah. So you had just thrown a bullpen? Yeah. And and, and, but, like, it's like I was beating everyone, trying to beat everyone, from like, because they were coming in from BP, so I didn't want anybody to see me. And then, like, everyone just kind of, like, starts putting your arm around you. And, I mean, I spent a little bit of time with like, those guys. But, but I know I made a good impact in a lot of those guys. So it was, a like, the way they, they treated me, it was awesome. Like, the teammates I had that year in Sacramento... And so that, that's where it hurts. You know, you say bye to those guys and you're like, you know, you're in a bit of tears and, and, and stuff like that. And I just went back to my locker or I mean to to the hotel, packed up my my hotel, took a flight to Sacramento, packed up the whole place there and then drove down. And yeah, man, it's just it's, it's different. And then I signed obviously with the only time I didn't cry was when when I left TJ. You that's, know, a those, story. That's, that's a different story. That's a different story, story. Yeah. different different podcast. We don't have yeah. enough battery for that. Um, <laughs> but isn't it crazy that that's what people, for parents who are pushing their kid to play on four different travel teams when they're eight years old, and like it, it happens so fast, where you were the sensation in Toronto, you were in the minor league camp, I mean you you're in big league camp as a minor leaguer, everybody's looking at you, and then to come full circle where. Everybody's hugging you because you're on your way out, mm-hmm. and you you just said it. You take that big breath, like, and you cried. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. The yeah, emotions I mean, are I, crazy. I think the one thing I always told myself was like, just be a good person, good teammate, more than anything. And I think guys are gonna respect you because of that. And and to this day, I've been able to keep in touch with a lot of friends because of that. And like I said, I'm not one guy that sits there and brags about who I know or who doesn't, who I don't know or who I did what with. I just know that the guys I do keep in touch with and some guys reach out to me and and I always find that pretty cool, you know, even when I head back to Toronto, you know, and, and you see the younger generation, the Bichettes, the Guerreros, um, and and they come up to you and, you know, they say hi and stuff like that. You're like, damn, these guys are the young studs, the young superstars, you know, but I think there's a certain respect level that we have for each other because I think some of those guys, some of those guys were, had just signed when I was, you know, pitching and so they, they, they know a little bit about me. So, it, you know, at the end of the day, is a big fraternity. And like I said, I always pride myself in make sh- making sure I was a good person and, and and never stepping on anybody's toes. That's why my first camp, I was like, just like, all right, am I doing the right thing? Who's watching? You know, just making sure I don't I don't disrespect anyone or the game. You, uh, you, you're a big proponent of enjoy the moments. Mm-hmm. I think because early in your career, you didn't enjoy it. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it was just... Everything was so new to me, like I said. I mean, it's one thing to go from East LA to Fullerton, but you're still kind of in the same vicinity, you know, of your yeah. hometown. But then you're so far away, and, you know, there, it's just everything's just different. Everything was, like like I said, there's no 
open manual or somebody saying like, okay, this is what you got to do. And this is, what, hey, you got to be here. It stretches at 930. You have to realize and come up with when you're going to show up. All right, if it stretches at 930, what time do I have to be there? Nobody's saying like, hey, you have to show up two hours early. Doc Halliday was there four and a half hours early, you know, but that was because of him. So it just depends on the player. And and I always told my like the one thing I did here as a as a young rookie or young pup, just don't be the last guy in the clubhouse. You know, hmm. don't show up the last. Don't be the last one to show up. Make sure you're there at a, at a good time. So that part I understood <clears throat> right away. So like I said, I couldn't wait to get to the clubhouse. But you also, I think, I think part of the reason, like one, you're a good dude, but Part of the reason why when I hear you talk to young kids or like, like you're like me, I'll, I'll speak to anybody who wants to be a reporter or journalist. I'll talk to anybody. You're the same way with anybody who is a kid who's playing. You reach out, to, not reach out to them, but if they come out to you, you're, you become a big mentor to them. And it's always about, I've heard you enjoy it because you didn't expect to have injuries in your career no. after four and a half years. You were expecting 10, 12, 15 years, Absolutely. all that stuff. I think everybody does that. Yeah. And. I don't want to say you have regrets, but is that one of the biggest things that you weren't able to enjoy the early parts because you were so locked in on trying to get there? Because yeah. you said you didn't collect anything. You didn't keep yeah. any mementos. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I think so. I think I just never really got caught up in a certain moment. I was just like, you know, if I did something good, I want it to be better. You know, and I don't think I ever really sat back at times and was like, man, like, it's okay to enjoy it. You know, even in 2011 when I had that good year, I was like, I went into that offseason. I'm like, I got to work harder. Yeah. Why? You know, why did I do that to myself? And it, it, it's fine. Like I said. Yeah, you work hard, but also enjoy what enjoy, you're doing. Enjoy, yeah. And, and and I look back and I'm like, I, I, it, like now I, that I'm retired, I, I want to travel everywhere. And I'm like, why wasn't I doing this after all those good years, you know, in 2009, 10, 11, just reward myself? You know, I think that's one of the biggest things. Roy Halliday one day left me on a text message. At the end of the day, make sure you just reward yourself, whether it's good or bad. You know, because if you if we went bad, just real just think about if you executed every pitch. If you did and you know you work hard, it shouldn't matter, you know, whether you whether the outing went the way you wanted to or it didn't. You know, you should still reward yourself no matter what if you know you work hard. Obviously if you're not a hard if That's a different story, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a that, that wasn't you. Yeah. There was but, no question you were gonna put the work yeah, in. Yeah, so I mean so so all that stuff it's just like like I said, yeah, I wish I would have just in well, you didn't I, was, even golf. I was good about staying in the moment, but I just yeah, that's the other. You thing. didn't golf when yeah. you're like every pitcher I know goes to Florida and they golf. Yeah, because well, and, and Toronto has some of the most beautiful courses. No, I mean not that okay, so like, right, not that you were a golfer anyways or anything, but you were so locked in on doing being professional. Mm-hmm. Great, but you got also had that chance to breathe. I hear yeah, I know there, you tell high school kids that too. Breathe. Yeah, there wasn't an outlet, and I and that's what I tell myself now. You know, I mean, you got to have an outlet. You, like you said, some of these kids play year round, or you know, like I said, that's another conversation for another day. But it's okay to have an outlet, and 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 for me, yeah, now it's golf, it's hanging out with my kids, whether it's taking Sebastian to school, you know, all that stuff. It's it's just time that you get to kind of have a little bit to yourself, and between you and your and your son, and you know, our conversations, it's it might be like less than ten minutes to get to that yeah. school. But our conversations there are priceless. You know, sometimes it's just the funniest things that, that comes out of uh, kids' mouths. Well, that's what people always say, that they don't miss the game, they miss the camaraderie. A hundred percent. Putting on the uniform. A hundred percent. Yeah, I was there for Vladdy's debut last year in Toronto. And I remember sitting in the in the dugout and I looked at, um, somebody was next to me and I said, man, I miss this. I don't miss that. And the guys were warming up. 
I miss everything about the clubhouse, everything about the camaraderie. I don't miss the preparation, you know, just because I know at, towards the end of my career how hard it was on yeah, my body the grind. and mentally and physically and all that. So, um, so yeah, but I mean, but obviously with now trying to get back into the game, you know, I got, I got some learning I got to do. So, um, whether it's analytically, biomechanically, you know, I want to understand more of what teams are looking for. So that's, that's the venture I'm kind of jumping into now where, you know, I've been going to this facility, um, and, and, and just kind of learning they're, they're, they're more about biomechanics and making sure the body moves right. And I'm, and I want to learn that. I want to see, okay, what, what, what is it that, that, that teams are looking for? Because I have experience as a player, but it doesn't hurt to know a little bit more, yeah. you know, of what's going on and, and adapt a little bit. I mean, it's not all bad, you know. I think um, sometimes, you know, like old school players get caught up in the whole like, oh, it's so analytical. Well, I mean, maybe it is, but it's maybe the evolving. It, it, you just well, you evolve. evolved from the kid who walked in, didn't have blankets on your floor, to knowing everything. I was like, you have to constantly be evolving yeah. and continue to grow. Yeah, and that's what you see with the minor leaguers. Like you went from being, where do I go to, being a clubhouse leader. Mm-hmm. When you're in the spring training, I. So my first spring training was in 2005. I covered the Angels. I was a producer for the radio. Mm-hmm. And I, that's where I met Vlad Guerrero. And I'm like, Jose Moda told me, before you go, here's what you do your first day. He's like, if a guy's reading, leave him alone. Mm-hmm. If a guy's chair is facing away from the media and he's looking in his locker, leave him alone. Because for you know media, we do interviews in the morning because it's like 7 in the morning. He's like, but if a guy has his chair facing at you, talk to him. Cool. If they have headphones on, leave him alone. Like all these little things. They helped me out, and I would see, and I'm scared of my first time ever in a club. I had done hockey before, and hockey, everybody's nice to you. Yeah. Baseball, that's what I learned, and he's like, just go up to the Latin guys and say hi, say hola. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I, you know, Jose, I don't need to talk to him. He's like, no, no, <laughs> say hi to everybody, be nice to everybody. He goes, and they'll remember that later on down the road. Yeah. That's where that, I talked to him, and I just said hi, and he's like, oh, and Jose Moto's with me, and he's like, Jose, you with you? Like, I goes, all right, give me a fist bump. Like, okay, cool. Like, I'm like, I'm not Janelle Hosey. Yeah. Benji Molina, one of the nicest guys and everything else. So, but like, that was, for me, I said, I learned these guys have their own little routines. I didn't know anything mm-hmm. as a reporter. I wasn't even a reporter then. I was a producer. And there's certain guys that you just want to stay away from. Yeah. You know? Like, like Doc was so intimidating that even if he was facing the media, you still would kind of be I like, I mm-hmm. Bartolo Colon, you don't go anywhere near Bart. Like, yeah. you just leave him alone. Yeah, there's certain guys that you just leave alone, and they'll give you the time and date when they feel like That's it. what it was. Orlando Cabrera yeah. told me for three days in a row, he'll give me the interview. He's like, come back tomorrow, come back tomorrow, come back tomorrow. Finally, that Friday, I, I was like, you know, I'm done with him. I don't need him. And I, he's like, Friday, he's like, are you ready now? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it was like him. Then I realized it was him testing me. But in the mornings when you guys do your own meetings, is that where like the they do like the skits and like they make rookies kind of do stuff? I, I think that's more of a new thing. Is that a I new mean, thing? I, I, I know the Dodgers Mike, do a lot of that. Angels yeah, do a lot I know of Mike Sosha did it big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sosha I mean, like, gives you guys homework. Yeah, we never did that. We never did that. We never got into it like that. It's usually just the the simple meetings, you know. Um, that's it. I mean, and 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 with the Giants, the minor league side is pretty cool because they bring a lot of the old school guys. I mean. The, the history there is crazy, you know, from Willie Mays no to way. to Gaylord Perry, you know, and the so Willie Mays um, was talking to you. He'd be in the clubhouse every day. What? In the big league clubhouse, yeah, every day. When I, the first time I was like, oh shit, that's Willie Mays. Yeah, I, one regret I have is not getting an autographed jersey by him. But I was so like scared to ask him. Like it's like I'll just take a picture. I'm good. Yeah. 
But did you get a picture? Yeah, I did. Okay, that's cool. yeah, I did. And obviously, his health is declining. Yeah. He he can barely see. That's what he made. Say, hey, kid. I know. And um, he's one of those guys who probably had, has they a had, presence, right? They had Jeff Kent come in one day, and I mean, Kent. <laughs> He's a little different. He's like, different. He, he's from Huntington Beach <laughs> with the cow, and then he's like a cowboy. Yeah. Like, eh, go figure. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like I said, it's it, like... Um, Damn, Willie Mays, huh? Willie Mays. But, yeah, the, with the Blue Jays, yeah, a lot of it was just meeting. You know, in spring training, they, they go over all the rules. Like, guys who are going to break with the team, they tell you what's going on in Toronto, how the crime scene is at, or whatever. Like, you know, Damn. if there's crime or what, what places... What to do. What, where, what areas to stay away from. You're going into a different country, obviously. I'll check customs. They ask if you know if you have a criminal record because some guys in the past hadn't hadn't said no. And well, yeah, they, if you get a DUI, you can't. Yeah, get in. it's tough. It's tough. So you got to let the Blue Jays know and all that stuff. So it, it's different, you know. Um, so, so yeah, and, and like I said, it's a lot of those meetings. I remember it was, there was like social media meetings, you know, where hey, watch what you post. This is after, after like in 2012, yeah. you know, 13. But other than that, like I said, it was just, just a lot of meetings. Meetings. And then when you're playing a game, or for fans who are going on spring training, like you'll, you guys will sign before, right? right? Like as, if you're yeah. a better status veteran, you sign before the game. That's where you want to get them, right? You want to get them early or, in the morning, right? Before or in the needed, you used to have to walk to the clubhouse and the fans would be able to, yeah. like, so I'd stop there. But during a game, like, I mean, like, it, like if you're going to a spring training game, most of you guys aren't even there, right? No. <laughs> you no. watch your one inning and leave? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's the key. If you want to spring training, you want the but autograph. I, this is what I said. Um, it's tough, like the first games, the first few games, because there's like 60 guys in camp. Yeah. You don't want to have a dugout that's completely full. So the coaches are like, hey, whoever's not pitching, you can take off, you know, or watch an inning or two and then take off, yeah. you know. And it keeps the, the dugout from being crowded. Um, and again, if somebody blows you for an autograph, they're not an asshole. They're not they're not mean. It's just you know sometimes it's there's stuff they got to do. You know, yeah. and, and you have to respect that. That's it. But you know what? I mean, like I said, I know I know people get crazy about them, and that's it. And uh, yeah, whenever I'm sure whenever there's chances, a lot of those guys sign anyways. So you had Roberto Alomar, Paul Molitor, John Olerud. Oh, oh, you broke oh! the bag. Olerud helmet fell off. But you had these guys. Uh, in camp, you see these guys like that's the cool thing about baseball is like. Well, we saw Robbie a lot. The yeah. other two we didn't. Paul was, I think, was managing. He was managing. Yeah. The, with, with the twins at the time. But yeah. when you, when you see these veterans come back, crazy young guy, right? Crazy, like, crazy. Robbie Alomar, George Bell. I mean, Tim Raines. Rock I mean, Raines. I mean, all that's like those guys, and just to like realize, like when they see you, it's like they see a family member. You know, it's a big hug and how are yeah. you and. It's like you're part of the family, and cool. I mean, why, spending time with with Rock in, uh, in at Winterfest, it's like, Ricky Rowe, what's up, dude? Yeah. And it's like, Yo, what up, Rock? You know, and like, I still got to take that trip to Toronto the, with you, man. The status, gotta go. You know, they might be Hall of Famers, but they're they're still incredible. I just, just want to go now. hang out with the crime dog, Fred McGriff, oh, man. man. He's the best. Fred McGriff, he's the best. It's always the podcast is brought to you by 101cider.com. Go and check out 101 Cider House. Ricky invested in it, gluten free. Non-GMO, today's beverage, I'm going to take home with me. Don't tell your wife. Banana split. So, it's bomb, Is man. it? Oh, yeah. We went to a party, and I had about seven of those, and it hits, <laughs> it hits it pretty hard, though, after a while. Banana no split. No hangover, Pineapple. It's it. So that's today's flavor. Go 101cider.com. Check them out. See where they're at, where you can get it. Uh, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Let people know what's going on. Uh, the YouTube, keep on going with it. The podcast, keep on going with it. Stickers, 
they're, they're in demand right now. They're in demand. I'm going to put on a helmet, a Blue Jay helmet. We're going to keep on going. Uh, it was pretty cool. Nice little trip down yeah. memory lane with spring yeah, training. for sure. So if you guys are going to spring training, make sure you guys get there early for the autographs. Uh, and, and maybe we'll do a segment. We'll do like we did with the podcast where we'll have some questions and maybe we we'll, we can answer them now through this new YouTube channel. Oh, man, you want to get all complicated. Yeah, give me it. more work. Well, I need If you want me to give me more work, I need more one-on-one uh, That's fine. We'll Go check them out. Ricky Rowe 24 on Instagram, Bethel Vision on yeah, on Instagram, and then I mean, just look at the tag. We'll get there. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks a lot.